This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with you live here inside of Club Pod on Clubhouse. Hang with my good buddy, Roger Love. What is going on, Roger Love? How are you, my friend? I'm so excited to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you here. I don't even know what part this is. I think we've done part three and four. This may even be part five because every time we hang out with Roger Love, it just gets better and better and better. And so, um, uh, yeah, Roger, fire, fire away. <laughs> have at it. Just, nobody, nobody counted... A- Nobody's still counting the Star Wars episodes, and people are still loving them. So, <laughs> so let's true. just count backwards until we hit Nirvana. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, that is a good plan. I can't wait to hit Nirvana because Lord knows we need it. And uh, man, I got to say, I am I am super excited about what's going on here in 2021. This is this is going to be the year. Like people, how are people going to actually save their voices? Because we've been we've been just kind of holding back, Roger, just kind of chilling, staying at home, staying kind of low key. And people are going to lose their minds. Like this summer, I think is going to be is going to be nuts. What 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 do you how are you feeling about the summer, man? Let me let me just start there. What what do you think the summer is going to be like? This summer is going to be amazing because here's what I want to talk. I want to start talking about. We are now full in to what I'm going to call the voice first era, and we have in the dark ages of vocal silence for years when the internet started having everybody send emails but nobody could tell from emails how you really feel because i could write i love you and then the person reading that email could think does he really love me or does he love me as much as a chocolate ice cream or does he love me forever or does he love me because <laughs> he has to and then all of a so we didn't we weren't using our voices and then texting came in and we didn't weren't using our voices and how would we show emotion on texting Oh, well, certainly the words couldn't do it, so we, have to, we had to invent emojis because, look, I'm really emotional. Here's a funny picture of me with, a, with sunglasses, and now you know how I feel. So literally, we have come through years where it, it has been, what I believe, voice last. And now here we are. COVID threw us into this situation where we had to lead with our voices. People had to hear us and we had to do relationships and we had to do business deals and we had to do meetings all with our voice. And the best of us, the the boldest of us embraced that challenge and were like, hey, I've always hated my voice, but if I hate my voice during COVID, how am I going to succeed at all? I better find something to learn about it or to like it so that I could use it to make the most of this situation. So here we are, a year and, and, and an eternity into COVID, and some people have made the most of their voices. Mm. They've learned to, uh, to, to jump up and down when it's their opportunity to speak on Clubhouse, and others are still afraid of speaking. So we're here today to make the most of the era that we're, we're in and we have to make the most of the voice first era where apps like Clubhouse can come into being and people say, oh my gosh, just voice? Well, you mean they're not going to be able to see it when I smile? They're not going to be able to see it when I'm making a funny face? How are they going to know how I feel? Mm-hmm. Well, they're gonna, we're going to teach them the sounds they should make so that they can close the deal, build the relationships, and determine how people feel about them and be authentic just using their voice. Yeah, I love that. 
invited some friends to hang out with us here and we are going to open up the hand raising as well it, it is actually open so you guys can go ahead and join us up here if you uh and we'll bring up as we can if you've never been here in a, in a club pod room before welcome it is great to have you here uh if you are a friend of club pods and you've been here before then welcome back it's good to have you back roger let me ask you a question man because you this is a question i have not yet asked you during these sessions and now i want to ask it because i was thinking the other day like man you have worked with so many of the most amazing people in the world, and we're talking like, you know, A-list celebrities, people that you know, you see, I mean, they've been in the game for a while, and you really helped them to to elevate their game. And it occurred to me that there is probably some folks that have been just challenging to work with. And I'm not asking you to name names, but what I want, but what I'm curious about is what makes someone challenging to work with when it comes to their voice and really leveraging the power of the tool and the instrument that we have all been gifted with. So for you, what what is most challenging when you try to work your magic with people? What 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 does that look like and and what can people avoid? Not everybody can afford to hire you, but everybody can afford to learn from you. So give us some insight. The biggest challenge is that people have don't really know what they sound like. So they don't record themselves enough, they don't listen back. Even when they listen back, they're not sure of what it could to be critical about. Should, what melodies should they have? What volumes should they use? Should they speak airy? Should they speak edgy? So people don't know what they sound like, and even when they record themselves, like I said, they're not sure what's right or wrong. They're just used to the way that they sound. So that's the brain basically tries to keep us sounding the way we do because that's called sanity. If I wake up tomorrow morning and suddenly I sound like this and my and it's a good morning and I, and my brain says who the hell are you are we insane suddenly I've lost all sense of reality. So the brain keeps us thinking this is the way we look, this is the way we sound, this is this is how we normally hear ourselves. But the truth is, is it's time for us to get better at listening and then weeding out those sounds that are not working. But it takes a little bit, it takes a little bit of getting used to because you have to sort of reprogram your brain to say, no, this is the new me. This is the better me. This is the amazing me that opens up my mouth and people actually know how I feel. So getting better at listening and listening for specific things. That's a great answer. And I'm trying to think to myself, like, what is it that I would be listening for? Because I I don't know, man. Like, there are times where I think, like, okay, he's got a decent voice. And there are times where I think, like, oh, my God, that guy sounds like a, I don't know, something. I Like, would I even listen to myself, right? I think that's the hardest thing for, for many of us is, like, would we even listen to, our, to ourselves for an extended period of time? And I know there's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, I don't really like my voice. So what, what do you say to the people that just don't? like their voice and they think it's just kind of the i don't know it's just kind of a curse if you will but they just they they just don't love the voice that they've been given what would you tell them i tell them that they weren't born with that voice they were born with an instrument they're like their grandmother gave them a steinway piano which they they put in their in the hallway of their house or in the living room and they never learned how to play the piano and then as they got older Every year they kept saying, man, I should learn to play the piano. That's a Steinway. 
I, I, it looks like it, it, it could play something, but I don't know how to play it. So then what happens is, is you live your whole life thinking that that's the voice you were born with, but that's just the instrument. And the thing is, is that we sound the way we sound now, mostly because we imitated the people that were in our environment. So if my dad spoke like this, like, <laughs> then, then if I wanted uh, my, my dad's attention, as soon as I could speak, I'd be like, dad, <laughs> let's go fishing. And if my mom spoke really nasal, hi, Roger, you're so cute. Then if I, and if I wanted uh, to be fed, I'd like, hi, mommy, I'm very hungry. So we imitate voices so that we can create relationships and connections so that I could be fed, so that I could, so my dad would take me fishing. And then all of a sudden we're adults and we're, we sound a little bit like our dad, we sound a little bit like our mom or anybody else that we listened to when we were little. And we never actually got to make the most of our instrument because maybe they didn't learn how to play their instrument. So everybody in the house is sort of speaking off key and not creating amazing sounds. So what I say to people is boom, when, when you have the opportunity to, to, uh, to go, come in a room like this and, and get some advice from amazing experts that are already here and I see on the panel and to start thinking about, hey, maybe these are the sounds you should make and maybe, maybe today's the perfect day for everyone in the room to have a voice makeover. Yeah, I love that. All right, let, let's do this. I want to round Robin it a bit. I, of course, I'm, I'm happy to talk with you, Roger. You know how much I appreciate your expertise and just you as a human being. And, I, and I'd love to have nothing more than uh, just a, a you and me conversation here. But that's not fair to everybody because we got so many people here who have questions for you. And so I wanted to make sure that we brought up some folks who raised their hands and, and, and people that you actually asked me to bring up uh, as well and people that I've known here now uh, for some time on, on Clubhouse, right? So we want to make sure that we open up the floor and try to get as many people here up on stage as possible. So one of the things that we do like to do here in Club Pod is we show some love to those who show some love to the club. So the first set of people, though you don't see it with everybody up here, but what tech, typically what we'll do is with the first set of uh, folks that we bring up from the audience, those are people who take a moment to change over the profile picture and show some love to the club by changing over the profile image to represent Club Pod. Not mandatory, but we love when you do it. And so I'll do some PTR, some pull to refreshes here, and uh, and I'll be looking for those that do change over their image to Club Pod. Those are the first folks that we will bring up. But I, obviously, we've got some folks up here on stage already. So let's try to keep this as concise as we can and uh, get to as many people as possible. And I want to start with my friend Deb, good old Coach Deb in the house. Good to have you here, Ms. Cole. And uh, let me give you an opportunity to ask Roger Love a question. So let me start with you, and then we'll go to Canal. Thank you. And you caught me while I was trying to upload the picture. So I was like, escape, escape, get back on, <laughs> take oh, yourself good. off mute. Roger Love, I heard you the other day on Clubhouse and just listening to you has absolutely changed some of the things that I do in Clubhouse. And then hearing you coach someone that I think it was this morning or yesterday morning, every day blends about being defensive and how to change it. And I listened to him respond and it changed his voice. And all of a sudden he wasn't defensive anymore. And it's very interesting when you uh, lose the visual component for all of us who are used to doing video, right? We smile. I, I realize I depend on my face to express. And now I only have my voice. And I think the one question I would have for you, I have so many, um, but the speed and cadence. So I come from the New York area. We talk very quickly. I moved to Hawaii for seven years. I learned to talk much slower because they preferred that. I'm now in California. It's kind of this middle ground, but what's your 
cadence recommendation for podcasters or clubhouse people that are presenting where not too fast, not too slow? Like what, what do you recommend for that when you have so many cultures? Awesome. Thank you so much. So happy that you're here and thank you for listening to me other days. Here's a, a couple of tidbits about speed. When you speak too slowly and you think that you've slowed down so that people can understand technical things. Two plus two equals four. And when you slow down though, actually people hate it because it sounds like you're talking down to them, making them feel that their brain doesn't work as fast as yours. So you're taking pity on them. So you can't slow down a lot. Then on the flip side of the coin, if you speak really, really fast, what happens is subconsciously the people that listen to people who speak fast think that they're hiding things. I remember every single time I've purchased a car and I always purchase black cars. Every time I purchase a car, I get to the end of the thing and the guy mumbles something really fast like I have to pay extra for black paint. And I'm always thinking, why do I always have to pay extra for black paint? But I didn't stop him because we don't stop people who speak fast because we think if we say, uh, what, uh, mm, excuse me, what did you say about that black paint? That it makes us sound dumb. Like we weren't smart enough to understand it the first time or hear it the first time. So if you speak really fast, you're basically, you sound like a bad salesman and the person doesn't interrupt you because they don't want to come across as dumb. And when you speak too slow, you're basically talking down to your listener no matter what age they are because you're saying, your brain doesn't work as fast as my mouth. So the answer to fix speaking, the, to fix what I call pace, is that you, can, you, you fall into a rhythm that feels comfortable to you, but you make up the pace based on the commas and periods and the silence. Let me explain. If you speak really fast, then you just have to have shorter phrases and get to a comma. And then you have to make sure there's silence so that they can catch up with you. And you don't have to speak slower. You just have to give a little bit more silence when you get to the commas and the period. Because then they can catch up with all the words. They can think about how that made them how that, how that made them feel. So the problem with going too fast or too slow is you're not paying attention to the commas and how much silence you need to make people stay with you, believe you, like what you're going to say, and anticipate what you're going to say next. So the key to pacing is speak however it feels comfortable other than too slow, but increase the silence at commas and periods so that if you happen to speak a little faster, everybody can catch up. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Super helpful. Thank you, Roger Love. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Deb, for the question. Uh, all right, Kunal, what's going on, my friend? Question for Mr. Love. Some reason, I've got really what bad reception out? where I am. <laughs> well, I'll tell you but, what then. Let's, uh, we, can, we can circle back. No worries. Or you, if you want to fire away, I think we can hear you all right. Poor connection. Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, well, yeah. Why don't we circle back yeah. around? No worries. Let's go over to Cat, and uh, and then we'll go to Simon after after Cat. And yeah, Cat, what's going on? I'm so excited to be on the stage with Roger. Roger, I remember watching a YouTube video where you were being interviewed by Owen uh, Cook from RSD and you were talking about attraction. And I know that you're someone who spent a lot of time figuring out what sounds attractive and what doesn't, especially around 
the male and the female voice. And I've just come from a room about conversation and within dating. One of the things that came up was the importance of seduction. I was wondering if you can teach us a tip on how we can control the perception of our voice when we want to hit that seductive mode. Wow, do I love your question. And I really love your voice. So I uh, think she's got the seductive thing down. I, think, <laughs> I don't know I think, how much coaching you need around that cat. Excuse uh, me. I, Roger, I'll be back in five. <laughs> she, she didn't say she didn't have it. She just asked a question about how other people could get it. So love your voice. Very, very, uh, uh, very good and a good example. Okay, so here's some things about creating the perfect seduction voice. And this works better. Uh, this works both for male and female. People are under the assumption that airiness is sexy. That if it just had more air, that somehow that would be sexy. But they're wrong. Because what happens is part of the, the, the subconscious perception of air is weakness. So if I'm just airy, I'm not sexy, I'm weak. And really, men and women don't really find weakness to be that sexy or that attractive. So they would get, they get, they might, they might think at first, well, here's somebody, you know, that's, that's, a, an, a, you know, she's not going to say no, he's not, he or she's not going to say no to me because I'm so strong and they're so weak. But then they get bored five minutes later because weakness isn't really attractive when actually personality is attractive. So it isn't just about air. The, one of the most what you're trying to create, the perception in the person's, in the other person's mind, is you're trying to create that you are the blend of strength and, and, and passion and happy. Those are very uh, attractive sounds. People love being with people that are happy because if they're happy you're thinking you don't have to make them happy they're already happy look how easy that is on you and maybe and and they're a good influence if they're happy maybe they'll just make you happier because you're not that happy and you can't make yourself that happy so happy is actually very attractive so the way to sound more happy is to have more ascending scales going from low notes to high notes going from low notes to high notes which is a great melody because it it sounds happier also, you want to have a lot of melody when you speak. It's like nobody goes out and buys a, an, an abridged version of the Kama Sutra if it only has one page. They like the fact that there's a whole bunch of pages in the Kama Sutra. So, you, so being attractive is also being unpredictable and, and, and being filled with personality. So, so, so it's sort of like an exciting ride. And part of that is melody, having a lot of melody and, and actually sounding strong, not being so airy, but using some edge in the voice, strong enough that, that you sound exciting. Also, you don't want to sound monotone. No matter what happens, if you sound monotone, you're on the same note. That's boring. You want to have a lot of notes. And you want to be unpredictable because attractive is also unpredictable. So I'm speaking to you and I, I, I sound like this. And then all of a sudden I change it a little bit and I get a little airier. Or then sometimes I'm a little louder and, and higher. And then sometimes I'm a little slower. So you want to sort of mix it up so that the person who's listening thinks, wow, that person is, is, is so 
interesting and has so many layers and, and I'm not going to get bored with that person. So happy, not airy, lots of melody, especially ascending scales. How do you feel about any of that, Kat? I feel like I have been spoiled <laughs> right now with so much good information. I took notes on all of that and we'll be making sure to implement that. So I really appreciate that, Roger. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. Yeah, great having you here, Kat. All right, Haley, let's go to you and uh, then we'll kick it over to Dragon. Haley, what is your question for Mr. Roger Love? Sure. Thank you so much, Roger. I heard you at um, Kajabi Impact Summit a couple years ago, and I've heard you a lot of times on Clubhouse, and I'm very intrigued every time you're speaking. I was wondering, first, I was wondering if what you do, like the science and art of what you do is natural. It's something that just came to you, or if it's something that you've studied. And then also, I wanted to ask, um, in editing my podcast, I find that I want to edit, edit out when I breathe. And so I'm wondering if that's going to make it sound weird or if I should leave it in or maybe I'm breathing too hard. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome two questions. First of all, I learned how to speak because I spent a lifetime learning how to sing. And when you sing, you have, I was singing songs that had beautiful melodies and volume changes and tempo changes and I, I started getting into music and I started playing guitar and then I started playing piano and then I started learning how to program uh, electronic music and elect just electronic instruments. So I grew up thinking that music was, was all things. Music was happiness and singing brought me happy. I didn't know the science back then, but now there's science that basically says if you sing for 20 minutes a day that you can that not only are you going to be happier because it releases dopamine and other things that literally make you happy, but you could live up to eight years longer just by singing 20 minutes a day. And here's the good news. I teach my people how to speak the way that they sing. So just speaking the way that I teach increases life expectancy. It, it creates endorphins that you want. It creates, uh, it creates all kinds of things that fight against bad things that try to get into your body. The, so the answer is, is that I learned science later. I learned how to sing and I learned music. And then I got very good at teaching singers how to sell millions of records based on the sounds that came out. And then I realized I could teach speakers the same way by adding more melody and my volume changes and controlling the air and all those things and, and adding music to the speaking voice. Now, as far as your breathing thing, Wait, hold on, time out. Let me just, Roger, I got to ask you a question real quick before you get to the second thing as far as the breathing goes. So if you sing poorly, does that take years off of your life? <laughs> no, no, actually Are not. Are you sure You're about not. that? Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> All right. I, you don't even have to sing in tune. You know, they say how, they go ahead, sing in church because God doesn't care if you hit the notes. And I always say, well, God does, may, may not care, but the person sitting in front of you and behind you. Oh may, man, no, I'm Jewish. My God cares a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm That's why right we have cantors. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you, but I, I, I'm Jewish too. And I was a cantor when I was 17. But the, but the bottom line is, no, even if you sing badly, uh, it, you still get all of the benefits and, uh, and maybe even the people in the front of you at church or temple <laughs> will still, will still share, uh, share a snack with you after the service. Oh, man. So, all right, the breathing anyways, thing. Yes, the breathing thing. The breathing thing is, do you know that most professional speakers, most voiceover people, and I work with a lot of voiceover people, the voice of ABC and the voice of NBC, all these people that are doing all of these voiceover things that you hear all the time, they spend a great deal amount of time early on in their career 
editing out all of their breaths because they, there's two sounds that happen when, when you record a lot and you, you didn't notice them before. One is, man, there's noise that happens when I breathe in. And sometimes it's from the mouth and it sounds like this. And sometimes it's from the nose and it's even worse. And there's nothing attractive about this. And uh, hello, welcome to Club Pod. And that was me breathing in through my nose. Isn't this sexy? So, so, so both, both breathing, so that, that's one sound that they were editing out. And the other sound was people make these lip sounds like... Guilty. That they don't, that they don't even realize that they do. And they're speaking, and like, oh, I'm a professional announcer. And then I, well, I listened back. What was that? I wasn't eat, I wasn't sip, I wasn't uh, licking a popsicle. How come I made that noise? But but they basically when they close their lips and then they reopen them, sometimes the tongue gets in the way, and it makes a little sound. So this happens to the most professional people, believe it or not. The the the, the long-winded answer is you must learn how to breathe silently. The reason that you're that you sound too much breath when you listen back to your recordings is because you're taking too much air in. You're supposed to only take a tiny bit of air in instead of gulping it in. Through, you're supposed to breathe in through your nose because there are filters in the nose and that's how the, the throat and the cords get moist. You're supposed to breathe in through your nose. You're supposed to do like one second of inhale instead of gulping in thinking you got to take five seconds of inhale and that you're a pearl diver and that you got to stay underwater until you can come up with a pearl. So take smaller breaths. Stop using such long sentences. The smaller breath will get you, will be silent, and you'll get really fast to a comma, and you'll breathe in silently and get to the comma, and you'll breathe in silently. You only have to have enough breath to get to the comma. So stop breathing like you, this is your only breath that you get for the next six minutes. Less breath, gentle in, no gulping, no sound, practice that, and you won't have to spend all that time editing out anything yeah super helpful and now i'm paying attention to how many breaths i'm taking and how much air i'm taking in also your sentences could be a little longer <laughs> <laughs> all right dragon let's go to you man and then we'll go over to katie awesome uh, i've i've been in a lot of clubhouse rooms first of all love all the club pod love um, Look at the and, stage. Uh, Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Thank you, you guys, for showing all the love here to Club Pod. We love when you do that. Come on, Cat. Now we got to do is get you in. And we got the trifecta going here across the, you know, across the whole spectrum. I love it. The Thanks, guys. Is, the stage is set. We got to get we got to get Roger some Club Pod love. Um, but you know what's interesting is when, when when you're in that moment where you're wanting to ask a question. In one side of me is like the last person I want to ask a question to is Roger because <laughs> there's a different component to it. Um, Roger, so much respect for what you do. I'm I'm a public speaker and I, I speak on some really big stages, so I know the value of this. Um, and I learned about who you were actually thanks to Steve because I heard you in a clubhouse room and then subsequently found out that you actually train some people in the entertainment industry that I have a lot of respect for and friendship with. So just so much respect for what you do. So important. Um, here's my question. Um, and, and this is kind of a, in a different field. When you spend so much time learning how to vocalize and, and, and get your voice proper for, for the stage and for your message, um, sometimes we can lose what I find is the most 
important component, and that is authenticity. When you're training people to find their voice uh, in the speaking realm, how do you help them maintain their authenticity? Because sometimes you can get really good at something and then lose such a natural thing like authenticity. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Thank you for being here and thank you for sounding so authentic yourself. I was really trying hard there. I got to I got to admit. <laughs> here's here's the thing. It's it's just not true that when you learn how to use the instrument, you lose any authenticity. The truth is is that when you are limited by the sounds you make, you are less authentic. So for example, let's say you can't go higher, but you're talking about something that's really exciting. I just won the lottery, man. I'm so excited. I want, I'm going to give you a million. I'm going to give Steve a million. I'm going to give Kat a million. I'm going to give Chip a million, a million for you, a million for you. And I'm going to pay the taxes. I'll be like Oprah. So you can't, you, you don't, can't go higher. So you don't And you get excited. a million and you get a million. Like that's that? That's right. Sweet. So, 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 so I would be restricted because you, because you'd expect an authentic thing was like, oh my God, I just won $200 million. You get a million and you get a million and you get a million. And you'd, you'd, then it would be more authentic because, because sometimes different parts of the range and different sounds that you can't make would be the very thing that would convince people that you really meant what you say. So I believe in the power of abundance. I believe that to be a great speaker, you learn all the sounds that are possible. And then you can, it's like, it's like if you want to be a songwriter and you could only sing four notes, well, then the songs that you wrote, you, you'd probably not be able to have, you, you wouldn't be able to write for, for uh, Ariana Grande because if you were the one that was singing the demos, you, you couldn't write. You don't, first of all, even if you could hire someone else, even when you were writing it, unless that person was there, you'd be too limited to even create the melody. So I don't believe uh, in creating sound out of anything other than abundance. There are 88 keys on a piano. A Bosendorfer piano has 90 because one German composer said, no, 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 no. I cannot be held back by only 88 keys. Make me do more on the bottom. And so I create, help people find all the sounds and then we weed through them and we make sure that it's authentic. One of the ways we make through make sure it's authentic is we connect it to the content. If 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 you're if you're talking about something really serious, well then there are sounds and resonances and, and that really work for talk talking seriously. If you're if your content is happy, then there are sounds and ways of sounding happy. So by matching it perfectly to the content and taking away the boundaries, I make them I think I make the most authentic speakers in the world. You know, when I was working with Bradley Cooper, I taught him how to sing for A Star is Born. And he came to me and he had this idea of what he wanted his character Jackson to sound like. And it was just like this. He just wanted to sound like this. Everything's on the bottom. So that's where we started with. And I was like, well, we're not going to sing like that. So I had to find a voice that would work with his, that speaking voice, but give it enough melody that when he burst into song, it would sound believable. And my favorite thing that he said to me was, Roger, what I love about singing is when you sing, you can't lie. Because when you're singing and you're inauthentic, people know right away. 
It's so easy to, to sit here when someone's singing and they don't, they're not authentic. And I said, yeah. And it's the same thing about speaking. So that's my answer to the question, buddy. I love that, man. It's just so much skill and knowledge you have. I just love this topic. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dragon. Good seeing you, my friend. All right, let's kick it over to Katie uh, and then to Chip. Let's keep the conversation going. And first, just let me do a quick, let me do a welcome here. I see there are some folks who just joined us. Welcome, welcome. Hanging out here in Club Pod today with the one and only Roger Love, celebrity voice coach to people who you definitely have heard of over the years for sure. And I love how you just kind of subtly name drop those things. Like every time I hear a story from you, Roger, it's just great because it's just like, you know that one time we were hanging out with Lady Gaga and Eminem and Bradley Cooper and I was like, hey, Bradley, can you pass? Like, just, just, it's just another day in the life of, of Roger Love. All right, let's, uh, let's go over to Katie and then uh, to Chip. Thanks so much, Steve. And, uh, you know, thanks, thanks, Roger, for, for being here to answer our questions. So I come from a background in radio. I used to be a um, sports radio reporter. I landed my, my dream job right out of college um, as a radio reporter. But then I, you know, I, life takes you down different paths. And now I'm in marketing. Um, but spending an awful lot of time here on Clubhouse. And I also have two podcasts. So if you can kind of tell, I'm talking more than ever. And I think that a lot of people here on Clubhouse are as well. And I've, I've noticed that my, my voice isn't trained for it. My voice is not ready for talking this much. So I didn't know if you had any tips that you could share with us about how to kind of retrain our vocal cords for speaking um, or, or anything that you might have on strengthening the vocal cords. Because again, I come from radio, but it's, it's been a while since I've talked this much. And uh, at the end of the day, I typically have, have lost uh, my voice. Okay, Katie, thank you for being here. And thank you for being such a great voice and having so much uh, history around voice. And you, you sound great. And here's, here's my suggestions to fix the issues that you brought up. First of all, you're a mouth breather. You breathe in through your mouth. But everybody in the room, if they would just open up their mouths and make this sound and go like this, inhale, go, do that. Go ahead, everybody. Big breath in. And, and Now, when you all did that, didn't it feel like dryness in the back part of the throat? True. Like you like you'd swallowed a blow dryer and it was still on? So we're not born to breathe in through our mouths because when we breathe in through our mouths, we are cutting down on the amount of hours you can be on your podcasts and you can be on Clubhouse Room. We are meant to breathe in through our noses because there are filters in the nose called turbinates. And when the air comes in through the nose, it is mo becomes moist and then, it dr and then it moistens the throat and the vocal cords and everyone is happy who's living inside of your throat. So you need to learn how to be a, be a nose breather. Some people say to me, I can't breathe through my nose, Roger, because my nose is always a little bit clogged. I have sinus issues. I have a stuffed nose. I have asthma. Okay, no big deal. You don't have to breathe. You don't, like I said earlier, you're just supposed to take a little bit of air in through your nose and it'll be moist air and just speak to a comma or a period and move on. So you need to retrain yourself from being a mouth breather to a nose breather. Second thing. You fall a lot into what I call that squeaky hinge sound. You start out and then you have really nice sound and then you get further into the sentence and the last couple of words kind of fall to that. That squeaky hinge sound, which is, I've, I always say, 
makes it hard for me to watch reality TV because I just get so bored with that sound and that. Talk about attractive. I'm the bachelor. I'm the bachelorette. Don't you want to pick me? Give me a rose. Give me a rose. Give me a rose. But, but oh my gosh, that's the one of the most unattractive sounds ever to just be in squeaky hinge forever. So you're running out of breath and you're and and you're you're not and you're going to squeaky hinge at the end. So so the way to fix that is to breathe in through your nose, pretend you have a balloon in your tummy, diaphragmatic breathing, and to Katie for you to learn to only speak while your stomach is coming in and pay really close attention to the last syllable right before you get to a comma or a period and make sure that it has a note and that it has some air instead of falling to that because that sound is your vocal cords rubbing against each other with insufficient amounts of air. And that makes your vocal cords get what's called edema, red first, then puffy and swollen, and you don't want that. So learn to get rid of the squeaky hinge at the end by making sure your stomach is coming in, by not going to a lower note. And now I really wanna talk about sports. And now I really wanna talk about basketball. So have a, now I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about basketball. I want to talk about how nice you are, Katie. And so look at the last syllables of the words before the, before the commas and periods. Add more air. Give it a note. Don't go to squeaky hinge and start breathing into your nose. And then you will actually live up to the promise of the voice was made so that you're supposed to be able to speak or sing 24, not 12. 24 hours a day. And as long as you don't do either of those two things that I said, you're going to double and triple the amount of time that you can speak. So will that help, Katie? Oh my gosh, yes. That was that was fantastic. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I was doing all of it while you were, while you were speaking. And I already noticed um, a little bit of a difference just with breathing in through my nose. Way to go. Way to go. Thanks, Katie. All right, we'll go to Chip and, uh, and then Frank. And again, thanks to everybody for all the uh, Club Pod love there. Chip, you're up. Hey, Steve. So good to see you again. I always love these rooms. And, and Deb and Kat, Deb, thanks for bringing me up. Uh, Roger, you know I love you and uh, lo love what you teach. I could listen all day. Uh, but every time I, I feel self-conscious speaking because <laughs> all of the advice you give is so easy. And when you say it, it's so easy to hear. And then I just don't feel like I, I take it in. But uh, just wanted to give a shout out to the room. I don't really have a question for you today, but uh, but but love what you're doing, and um, yeah. recommend everybody yeah. in this room follows all of you. Yep. Thank you, Chip. Thank yep. you so much. For sure, That's... good having you here, man. Yep. Let's give uh, let's give some folks then with some questions the opportunity to fire away, Frank, uh, and then Travis. And you may have to unmute yourself, otherwise we can't help you. All right, we'll go to Travis if you're ready, and um, and then Dave if he's not. Yeah, there you go, awesome. Travis. Yep. Um, thank Sorry. you for having me up, um, Roger. I just have listened to some of your YouTube videos and some of your free information out there. Um, I'm kind of just looking to get into voice acting and speaking, and I'm not really sure how to get started or where to get started. And I'm wondering kind of what your first impressions are and um, any tips, tricks, or advice for someone who's looking to get into that. Awesome. That's a great question. So I have worked with tons of people that do 
voiceovers and I, I love it and, and appreciate it as an art form, whether they're voicing animations or, or whether they're doing, uh, you know, newscasting or any of those kind of voiceovers. The bottom line is, is variety. You want variety because you want to be able to make your voice go to whatever it needs to be to create that character and have that character be authentic. So that's why you need to have some technique. You need to know that there are three voices in the human voice, men and women, that there's a voice down low, chest voice, ah, and there's a voice way up high called head voice, and, there's, and then people only think that there's those two voices. And when they try to go from low to high, they sound like this. Ah, like they're going through puberty forever for the whole lives. There's a big break in between where nobody knows how to do it. So that's why people break and crack because they only think there's two voices. But I, I've uncovered, and this is actually what made me successful as a voice coach, was I realized there was another voice in between called middle voice. And it acts as a bridge from the lows to the highs. So instead of doing that, I got a big break and I'm creating uh, the sounds of puberty, I have my speakers and singers be able to access all of the range, chest, middle, head, and then they can do stuff like this. They can go all the way up and down without any breaks, without any pressure, without any straining. And how does that help you? Well, because maybe your character's gonna have to be in head voice. Maybe your character's gonna have to be in middle. Maybe your character's gonna have to be in the bottom of chest voice. But if you haven't built all those different parts of your range, how are you gonna make that character? How are you gonna, how are you gonna change your voice to be perfect for that? So again, be limitless. Learn the techniques so that you can make all kinds of sound, airy, edgy, bassy, trebly, uh, soft, loud, high, low, chest, middle, and head, and that really helps. And then when you've gotten some characters that you've created or when your voice sounds great, then you got to make a demo. And there's plenty of places. The, the, in every major city, there are workshops, first of all, that voiceover people can go to. So th there are workshops where you literally spend six weeks or longer working in a, in a forum of other people who are working on their voices. And I'm sure these are being done virtually as well now. So uh, what people don't know is that the workshops for voiceovers are great. It gives you a chance to hear the sounds that other people are making, and it gives you a chance to work on your voice. And so find a great workshop. They're not that expensive in your area. Also, most of the people that are running those workshops are the same people that make demos because that's their side business. They help people find their characters and their voices, and then they help people make demos. So it's a lot of times a one-stop shop. So that's it. Go limitless, learn how to make all kinds of sounds, then take some workshops, and then make a demo. And then with that demo, you're going to send it around to all the voiceover agents who are, who are easily accessible by finding them online. I hope that helps. That's yeah, really, thank really you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All righty, man. Uh, let's do this. Let's kick it. Up. Uh, Frank, did you have a chance? Did you get your uh, Did you get your mic working? There you go, man. Yeah, I got it. I got it working. Sorry about that. I yeah. was trying to unplug my charger and get my uh, head, headset. <laughs> no worries. No worries. What's going on? So, thank you, Steve, so much for what you're doing here with Club Pod, and I've been in a bunch of your rooms. And thank you, Roger, for all you do out there in the world. I've listened to your um, Set Your Life Free program, read your books, and my my challenge is with monotone. I speak a lot in business. 
I tend to get stuck in my head trying to formulate ideas and concepts. And I think I lose my audience a lot because I'm cogitating about something. And I forget to focus and I don't have that vocal variety. And then secondly, I could never um, sing. I got kicked out of chorus in sixth grade. Um, I, I make people cringe when I sing. So <laughs> I tried the middle voice thing. I'm not understanding or getting it. So any, any tips or uh, strategies you can help. Uh, I, I've tried to speak with you in a couple of these rooms before and always gotten like to be next or almost next. And so glad I didn't miss you this time. Today's your lucky day. Woohoo! Okay. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't don't feel bad. I was mm, seven, six, 16 years old and I auditioned for the California Music Educators Association, which was the, the organization that was in charge of all the singing in high schools. I auditioned for their choir and they said, no, Roger, you can't be in our choir. Six months later, I won the the number I won the con competition to be the number one voice in the state of California by the California Music Educators Association and voted the number one voice in California and was offered scholarships to every college to go study singing. And nice. so why did they turn me down from the choir? When I won the award, when I said thank you so much for picking me as the number one voice in the state, but why did you turn me down for the choir? And they said, "Roger, you're a solo singer. We thought you'd be wasted in the choir." And I was like, you should have told me that because I was sort of depressed when, I, when, when you said no. Anyways, so that's, that's my choir story. So don't feel bad. You, I was meant to be. That's not happening here. So. Okay. So Frank, you, you, don't, you don't have to be the star of the choir to understand that you need more melody. Your problem is you found some energy down here in a certain range in your chest voice and you, you don't sound boring, but you're basically hitting the same notes all the time. So if I go to a Justin Timberlake concert and he sings the same song for the first time he sings it, I'm like, yeah, Justin, love that song. And then, but on the eighth time, it's not even going to take that long. By the third time he's singing and I'm like, I want my money back because he's singing the same song. And I'm like, Justin, could you sing a different song? So no matter how good it is, you get bored with it. And when people hear the same notes over and over in your voice, they think they know what you're going to sound like next. And when they think they know what you're going to sound like next, they think they know what you're going to say next. And they tune you out, buddy, because you've lost exactly. the, whole, the whole exactly. element of surprise. You, you can't surprise anybody. And what do you want to do when you're a great speaker? Surprise keep people intrigued. People. Yeah, keep them you, intrigued. What you want them to be thinking at the commas is, what's Roger going to say next? We want anticipation. What's he going to say next? I really like what he said before. What's he going to say next? So, so you're losing the whole anticipation thing. Okay. Remember I just said there's three voices, chest, middle, and head voice? Do you know how, yeah. many, do you know how many notes in the male voice are in chest voice? Guess. 16? I don't know. 22. 22 notes all in chest voice before you have to worry about middle voice, before you have to worry about head voice. So you're using about three notes of the 22. So you literally have to force yourself without worrying about singing or anything. You have to force yourself to go higher notes. Say this, 22 notes, Roger? 22 notes, Roger? That's incredible. That's incredible. I've only been using three. I've only been using three. But when I'm excited, I should use some of these up here. But when I'm excited, I should use some of these up here. And when I'm really serious, I could come back down here. 
And when I'm really serious, I can come way back down here. And I could go back and forth and just have some lows and have some highs. And I can go back and forth and have some lows and some highs. Okay, so now, to Dragon's Point, I forced you to go out of your comfort zone and show you that you have highs and lows. All of that was still pretty much in your chest voice. But, and, but to Dragon's Point again, it sounds a little bit inauthentic. So what do I say to that? Why the hell should it sound authentic the first time you try it? You gotta get in there, you gotta play around with it, and you gotta make it your own. So, so you give up because when you go to a higher note, you think, Roger says that I should go to a higher note, but I sound so stupid when I kinda go to a higher note, and this can't be right because it sounds crazy. So, so you gotta play with it. You gotta start recording yourself and finding how high you can go and when you can go high and just pl literally playing around with it. And, and I don't know if you've done my seven day love your voice free challenge, but, but if you haven't and anyway, I signed up for it, I haven't started it yet. Start it, man. Go to, go to my link in the, in the bio and, and click on it and it'll, it'll say seven day love your voice challenge. It's free. That's what's amazing about the internet. A lot of it's free. Spend seven days with me, 15 minutes, less than 15 minutes a day. You'll love your voice. You'll have a lot more melody. Of course it sounds inauthentic now, but give, give yourself a week playing with what I just said to you and what, and, and you're smart. I know you could turn this into authentic. So that's my advice. Play, play with it until you make it. It's not fake it until you make it. It's play, play with, it. with it until you make it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you and all you're doing. And then just if you could comment on how, it, will that get me up into the middle voice or do you play around with that on the seven day challenge? Because that transition for me. You're in the middle voice right now, man. You you are, you know, you, yeah, you are. You're, you're higher right now than you were when you first started. See? And there you go. So that is that is Roger's two minute <laughs> challenge right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you done the did answer, it. <laughs> the, the answer is yes, you were a little higher, but you were still totally too low. And the answer is yes, in the seven day challenge, you will find middle, but you have to start looking higher. If you, if you, if you never open up the door to the staircase in your apartment and you don't realize that the, that stairwell leads to the rooftop garden and you just stay in, in, the, in your room, then, then it's your fault for not at least opening up the door and going up on the roof and at least checking it out. Yeah, I just find when I, my voice goes high up, it, it, it cracks and that's, you know, I, and I had that experience as a kid or whatever. So going to the high notes, I know I just can't hit them. So I kind of like, and then I, I often find myself in front of like serious business investors or the, medical people, etc. So that's... I got it. B bottom line, we have to move on. But the bottom line is, my friend, take care of your chest voice first. That's your bread and butter. Stop worrying about the middle. Make the chest voice have the range it needs to. And then the middle will come later. There you Thank go. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. You're the best. Awesome. Thanks, Frank. Good having you here. All right, let me go to my buddy Dave. Dave Anderson hanging out with us. Patient man. Appreciate it. The business bully himself. Dave's got one of the best best voices in the game for sure, man. Radio, I mean, you name it, he's done it over the years. What question could you have for Roger Love, man? Because I, I think you and Roger should partner on doing your own seven-day challenge together. What's going on, man? Wow, that would be absolutely incredible. Steve, thanks for the intro. I'm nervous now, and I'm like watching everything that comes out of my <laughs> mouth because I really admire this man, and I'm so happy to be able to give him his flowers while he's here. Um, 
my question is, as somebody who's about to start a fourth podcast whenever Steve Ulster gets five minutes, <laughs> I, I'm also a business coach and I have about 70 clients worldwide and I'm a speaker. And I'm curious to know what you taught to Tony Robbins in order to get him to stay on stage for 12 hours like a madman and not lose his voice. Or is it that you can't tell because he has kind of a raspier voice? I'm just curious as to what those techniques are because I speak for hours on end, seven days a week. Okay, awesome question. Thank you so much, Dave. So Tony has, each person has their own challenges. So at the same time that, that Tony suddenly went from five feet tall to huge amount of tall, everything in his body changed, including his vocal cords and larynx and everything that, that's in his throat. So that, that sudden growth thing that he had, which was, which was um, a, a sort of more abnormal than normal, that sudden growth actually made his vocal cords sort of think of, think of them as like being almost too big for his larynx to be, uh, the, it was gigantic. He, he, so the, so some of that, the raspiness, some of that raspiness comes from the fact that the, the, that's natural to the, the extra thickness and, and length of his vocal cords. Okay. So that made it a little more difficult to speak for hours and hours and hours. So he was getting hoarse all the time. So I actually have a system of making sure that when the vocal cords get swollen, you can unswell them without having to get a shot of steroids or something like that from the doctor. So I do a system which is called low larynx exercises. And you could do this during the breaks or you could do this during the day and it would, and it would really make any swelling on your vocal cords go down. And it, it really is a, sort of a sound like Yogi Bear. So what I'm doing is I make, I, here's my normal voice. And let's say an exercise of mine is goog, 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 goog. Then I lower my Adam's apple by making this Yogi Bear sound. Or another way to do it is I lower my tongue. I let my tongue go lower in my mouth, not back, down. So the front of my tongue stays where it is close to my teeth. And I pull the middle to the back part of my tongue down. So if you can do that, great. And if you can't, you just make that Yogi Bear sound and you do this. Yogi Bear. And you and you do some exercises. Bounds. That is the fastest way to make the swelling on your vocal cords go down so you can go back to the normal sounds. I've saved thousands of people from having to to cancel shows and give back tickets and 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 cancel the second or third day of a of a seminar. My students can speak for days and days. I send band, I, I work with bands and I send them out on tour for when, when before COVID for two and a half years at a time and they never cancel their shows. So you need to learn that Yogi Bear low larynx sound and it helps get rid of all the swelling. And I'm quite sure that in my seven day challenge, you there's a day where I talk about that low larynx thing. Awesome, awesome. thank you. Yeah, man. And Dave, we will find the time. The Black and Jew podcast will happen. I promise you. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen in due time. Soon enough. All right. Um, all right. Let's do this. Uh, heading towards the top of the hour here. Really appreciate you guys all hanging out with us. 
do me a favor. Make sure you're following Roger. If you're not following Roger, please give him a follow here. It's you know, He's working hard for us and, and, and just always so much gold. I mean, it's like a master class. Roger literally works with the best in the world. And for him to be hanging out with us here on Reinvention Radio and taking questions and just spending as much time with us as, as he is, just give him a follow. That's, uh, that's certainly what we would love for you to do there. And of course, follow all the moderators and the speakers uh, if you are not already. I would also be remiss if I did not remind you that we are hanging out here in Club Pod. If you are not a member of Club Pod, just go ahead and put your thumb on that little green house. Tap that and uh, and join us because pretty much 24-7, we've got rooms going on here in Clubhouse about podcasts, podcast culture, the world of podcasting, etc. So we're always trying to elevate the podcast industry one room at a time. And if we've never met before, my name is Steve Olsher. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Podcast Magazine, also the host here of Reinvention Radio. We're Hanging out here live in Clubhouse and Club Pod. This is an actual episode of Reinvention Radio. So if you miss any of this, it will be released as a podcast on my show, Reinvention Radio. And if you're not a subscriber to Podcast Magazine, we'd love for you to join that fun. Our way of saying thank you for hanging out here with us in Club Pod is by giving you a private backdoor link to grab a free lifetime subscription to the magazine that you can get at clubpod.com. Club. We'd love for you to join us on that journey. Going to try to get to a few more of you here. I know, uh, Roger, we typically have you for about 90 minutes. Is that uh, is that the case today as well? That is the case today, 90 minutes, and then the top of my head explodes, and then I have to mop it up. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to uh, Alexa and then Camille. And uh, once we clear of Alexa and Camille, we should have a pretty good sense of where we're at timing-wise, and we'll open the hand raising up once again. Moderators, just let me bring people up if you don't mind. Let's fire away with Alexa. What's going on? Hello, Stephen. Thank you for the uh, Clubhouse. And Roger, thank you for gracing us today. I'm just beginning my Clubhouse journey, and I'm reading everything I can and YouTubing. When should I hire a voice coach? Yesterday. Yesterday. Y- yesterday. Okay. Here's why. You, first of all, you have a very, you, you have a good voice. And it, it, here's the, my immediate perceptions of it. It sounds very intelligent. You sound very intelligent. And you sound very serious, very businesslike, and very strong, and very, very confident. So that's great. Now, what's your expertise? What, what are you going to be talking about with this very serious, businesslike voice? Tell me. I don't know yet. I'm just beginning. Um, I have no idea because there's so many areas in voiceover. So I don't know where I'm going to go yet. I'm just beginning my journey. Great. So then, so so then, one of the things that that you could you could um, many things that you could add to your voice in the early part of your journey is for you to discover what does your voice sound like higher in the middle range, and what does your voice sound like higher in the head voice range, so that so up when, here. Yeah. So let's do that. Say. Roger, when I want to be higher and sweeter and less serious, I can go up here. Roger. I think we lost you there. You got you got some buzzing going on. I don't know if you got it running through a cable uh, or what you're doing there, but uh, maybe just unplug if you got something okay, plugged I'll, in and I'll, just I'll, go straight I'll, off the phone. Yeah. Okay. Roger, how can I be higher and sweeter? Awesome. Uh, now. Now, when you went up higher, and that was that's one sound. I kind of like that. Now, don't do it so airy. Roger, 
I could be strong up here as well. Roger, I can be strong up here as well. But you said Roger, starting down here. <laughs> no, Roger, Roger. I, could, I could be on the rooftop garden as much as I want. Roger, I could be on the rooftop garden as long as I want. But it still sounds like this, like it's more air than edge. You're a powerful oh, woman. Oh, I need edge. You need, need some edge. Roger, what if I was higher and edgier? Roger, what if I was higher and edgier? Okay, so here's why, why you should do the, the seven-day challenge. Because you don't have any edge in your voice. It's all air. So, so you need to learn how to go from this to go to that. I can instead of I can. Because sometimes when you're like this, sign the deal. Sign it now. They're like, no, 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 I'm not going to sign it now. No, sign the deal right now. And the extra air doesn't make you make it easy for it to close the deal. Okay. So right, you, you've you. got so much air in your voice and I love it. But then I'm sometimes I want to get edgy and I want to go go edgy. there. You know, when when okay. years, years ago, even when uh, when Quicken Quicken Mortgage, Quicken Home Loans, which is a huge company, the number one refinance mortgage company in the world, I was hired to come in and retrain about 400 uh, refinance experts at Quicken. And they were very, and then they said, listen, to, and I said, okay, I'll listen to the way they sound and I'll tell them how they should sound to close, to make more refis. And again, remember, this was already the number one refi company in the world. And so I listened to what they were doing and they, a lot of times, had a little too much air when it got to that mm. point in the contract, in the conversation, when it said, now, give me a credit card because there's a $175 initiation fee that, to start the new loan. And if they delivered it with more air, because they were so good at making them think that they were buddies, that at that part of the conversation, the mortgage refinance expert was told, oh, hey, buddy, let me call you tomorrow. You're my new pal. I'll call, I'll call you tomorrow. Let's not talk about credit cards right now. I'll call you tomorrow. And they, and they were having trouble sealing the deal because they were making mm. too friendly of voices and too airy of voices. And I don't mm. want that to happen to you. So I changed the way they sounded in the, in the rev up to when they were asking for the credit cards, boom, I dramatically increased the close rates. And you will too. That's my advice. Thank you, Roger. Awesome. All righty, let's kick it over to Camille. Camille, thanks for the love for Club Pod there. I don't think I've seen you do that before. That is awesome. Thank you for that. And then, uh, then we'll go to the chef himself. Camille, what's going on? You're welcome, Steve. I couldn't be the only one on the stage <laughs> without one. <laughs> Thank you for that. You. Now we just got to get Ella and Molly and then we'll get the clean sweep here. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. I have been a talker all of my life, but one thing, and I'm a podcaster, I don't like to hear my own voice. And it is because I have a list. Um, I talk and talk and talk, and I'm always talking on Clubhouse too. Um, so I would love, and I think I have mastered how to hold it. But um, I would love to hear from you concerning that and what maybe I can do to kind of continue to hold it, hold it back. Okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Your voice is really cool and has so much personality and I love it already. A lisp is, it's not your fault, okay? It's your tongue that is just staying a little too long right where it meets your teeth. So if I basically say this, or I say Sally. Sally said that, first of all, by the way, in the lisp world, 
one being moderate, 10 being a, a big lisp, you're like at a two. So you're li- you've already controlled it so much that the people who were listening, they didn't even think you have a lisp. Just so you know, you're more sensitive to it than they are. But I, let me to help bring you the rest of the way. So when a lisp happens because the tongue stays too far forward, close to the teeth, for an extra fraction of a second, when the tongue is supposed to make an S position, and then the tongue is supposed to be pulled back. So if I say, Sally, so what I want you to do is, it's, I got a really, uh, really simple trip, tr- trick for you. I want you to drop, to open up your teeth as soon as you say an S. So when I, you're going to say, as soon as I say an S, and as soon as you say the S, you're going to drop your jaw. Soon as I say an S, and then I open my mouth as if I was going to say an off, but no sound came out. Again, this would help if you saw the video. But imagine what I'm doing again. I'm speaking and I say, soon as I say an S. And then as soon as I make an S, I drop my jaw and open my mouth. Try that. Okay, I was trying it. Soon as I say an S, I can't. Okay, so here's what you did. Here's what I'm- you did. You said, as soon as I say an S, so we could hear it linger. No, as soon as you say the very fraction of the first S, drop your jaw. As soon as I say S, and then drop your jaw really strong. Okay. As soon as I say S. As soon as I say S. All right, let me try try another way. Say this. S. S. And then drop, open your mouth. S. S. So it's as if you were saying, do this S. for me. Say, say, I, I got another one. Say, say, S A, S A, S A, S A. So say this. Soon as I say S A. Soon as I say S A. Now make the S even shorter. Soon as I say S A. S A. Right. Soon as I say S A. Do that again. Soon as I say S A. One more time. As soon as I say S A. Great. Now do that. But don't say ah. As soon as I say S, and open your mouth like you're going to say ah. Oh, as soon as I say S. Perfect. You see how that S did, <laughs> did it? You see how short that S was? So you I actually have, so all you have to do is you have to just make sure that you drop your jaw a tiny bit, that your teeth are not together right at the end of your S. As soon as you say S, you separate your teeth a little bit. You just say S. And you separate your teeth a little bit. And there's no way to have a lisp because the lisp happens because your teeth are still closed and your tongue is making that sound against your teeth. But as soon as you open up your mouth, just the tiniest bit, as soon as I say S, there's there's no kite tail. There's no extended S. I can do this. Say that. I can do this. I I can do this. Uh And drop your jaw. I can do this. I can do this. Uh, still make the S. I can say, I can do this. Ah. I can do this. Ah. I can do this. I can do this. Perfect. Yay. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Fantastic. You're cured. Okay. <laughs> and you didn't even have to take the seven day challenge. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. That's pretty cool, right? I mean, is that, can you see like how you can carry that forward or do you need another reminder of how to do it? Are you good? No, I'm going to practice and I'm smiling from ear to ear. So thank you so much, Roger. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Great having you here, Camille. All right, we'll go to Chef and then uh, Ella and Molly have been patiently waiting. What's up, Chef? 
Hey, Steve, thanks for having me on the stage. And Roger Love, thank you so much for making time out of your busy schedule to be with us this evening. Always, it's like drinking from a fire hose every time you're up on the stage. So thank you so much for, for being so generous with your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, Chef Kibby, I'm a baritone. Uh, my question for you is more of a curiosity than anything else. Um, I find that sometimes when I listen to other podcasts, I can, I can kind of tell when someone is is just reading verbatim off of a page versus speaking what's on their mind freely and being a little bit unscripted. What, what, what is that? I mean, it kind of rubs me the wrong way when I hear that. It, it comes across being maybe a little bit less genuine than someone who's just you know, being conversational. What is that, and what are some ways that we as podcasters can avoid coming across kind of in that stale, just kind of reading words off the page sort of thing, if that makes sense? Chef, that's a great, great question. I get asked that all the time. And, and so let me tell you that my job is to, I get hired all the time by professional announcers and, and, the, and, they, the, and they have to read things because they're reading from a teleprompter and they don't want to sound fake. And here's the answer to that. You've already lost me if you're hosting a podcast and even your intro to who you are and what the podcast is, sounds like you're reading it. You've already lost me. The goal is at every single moment, you have to sound like you're in the moment. That's what the whole concept of being a podcaster was about. It's about having a one-on-one -on -one conversation and there just happens to be a lot of people listening. But the, the vibe of it is it has to be real. It has to be authentic. It has to be in the moment. So. Even in the intro to, to, the, to most people's podcast, it's too rehearsed. Hi, this is Roger Love, and, you're wel and welcome to Love Your Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Roger Love, and no, I am not reading. I've just practiced saying this so much that I can't live in the moment because the moment has passed. So the way you got to do it is you got to learn to stop even writing out long scripts. You got to get better at bullet pointing. You got to get better at bullet pointing. You got to be better at, look, you're only going to talk about the things you know, whether you're the host of the podcast or whether you're an expert or no matter what situation you're in, being interviewed or being the interviewee. You're the expert of you. I'm, I only know the things I know. So I'm only going to talk about the things I know. So do I really have to memorize all the things I know that I say all the time? No. Do, when when I'm I'm frequently I try to do maybe two podcasts of other people. I have my own podcast with iHeart, but I actually do two two guest appearances on podcasts a week, and they sometimes say to me, "Hey Roger, should, should I send you the questions?" And I'm like, "Oh no, why would you do that? I only know what I know, so I'll just answer what I know when you ask the question because I want to keep it real." So. You got to get to that place. You got to get to the to the place where you're just sort of bullet pointing and then you're speaking in the moment and you're changing words. And there's lots of tricks that I use. If I'm reading from a teleprompter, I purposely change words. I add words and I I go back and I repeat things. If I'm reading from a script and it says it says and Roger really likes vanilla ice cream more than chocolate. And and I and I could read it because it says it right there on my script. And Roger really likes vanilla ice cream more than chocolate. Or I could say, and Roger really, really likes vanilla more than 
more than chocolate. And I'll even, I'll, I'll, I'll replicate words to make people think I'm not reading. I'll stop and, and pretend I don't know what I'm going to say. Roger really likes vanilla more than, more than he likes chocolate. So, uh, so you, you might call it acting. I call it being in the moment. I, I say words wrong. I repeat words. I add long pauses where it seems like I don't know what I'm talking about. I change words. And those things keep me in my moment to moment. One of my students that I've had the pleasure of working with is Simon Sinek. And, and when I saw Simon the first time speak, I watched his video the night before on TED because everybody was like, oh my God, you don't know who Simon Sinek is and you're speaking with him tomorrow? Uh, you're sharing the stage with him? You should watch his video on TED. And I watched it and, and I was like, man, that guy's amazing. I couldn't wait for the speech. And then the next day, I went before him and then he went after me and it, and it was the exact replication of the video I watched with just some minor tweaks, but it was so perfect. It was so in the moment, so authentic. And I said, and, I, and, and you want to know how he does it? He chunks the different parts of his speech and some of the chunks are interchangeable. So the way he stays in the moment is he might do chunk A and then chunk C and then go back to chunk B and chunk D. So he mixes it up in the moment to stay in the moment. That's your job. I hope some of those things are good tips for you. That's Absolutely. Helpful. Very helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's super helpful, Roger. Really appreciate that. And um, man, I got to tell you, like, I feel like you're talking to me on that one. I don't know what it is. I get a microphone. So what do you do for those people like me that just can't? I get a microphone in front of me and all of a sudden, like my wife calls me the freaking Michigan frog. Like I, I, I don't know what it is. What help, help a brother out here, please. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> now I'm afraid of dropping anything. <laughs> no, please. I'm, I want to know it all. Of, Just I'm don't drop the of, soap in the shower when I'm with you. No, I'm afraid of dropping uh, names, <laughs> names or brands. <laughs> no, please because, do. <laughs> now, the reason I drop it instead of talking about it is because I basically believe everybody's sort of equal and they come with the, the good, good baggage and bad baggage. <laughs> so the superstars are not as, uh, I'm sure all of you know this, but superstars are pretty damn normal. Mm. So I don't, I don't see any point in talking about superstars as if they were actually gods and goddesses. They're all very normal with specific abilities. But let me tell you something. I, I had, uh, did a, did a uh, speech. I was the guest speaker for, for iHeart and I was, and, 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 and I was speaking to all of their sales reps, to all the heads of their sales and their job is to sell radio advertisement. And at the end of my speech, the, one of the people in charge of iHeart, the programming director, and they came to me, they're like, you're amazing. And I said, can I have my own radio show? And they said, well, let's talk about it. And then, and then I, so I set up a meeting. It, it never hurts to ask, right? It's always no, unless, unless you, if you don't ask, it's always no. So I set up a meeting later on and I walked in. I said, can I have my own radio show? And they said, how about we start with a podcast? And I said, okay, if you want, I'll start with a podcast. And we made this podcast. We did season one. It was Love Your Voice and you should listen to it. Okay, so I'm like, well, I got this. I got this. So I went in, so I figured, you know, we talked to all the different, what the subjects would be, what the episodes would be. I brought in some guests. I'm not going to drop their names, but some famous people sometimes, you know. Are their initials and, M and M? No. Okay. And, no. <laughs> I, I, I remember I did one episode of uh, How to Find Your Funny, and I brought in Eric McCormick and people like that. Anyways, so, so I recorded six episodes, boom, like that. And I'm like, I'm the king. I, I'm, I'm the king. I went in. Just did it, boom. And, and then 
and I expected that the that everybody at iHeart was going to call me the, the next day or the, like two days after after they had a chance to listen and were like, "Roger, you are cool, man. You, that you you hit it out of the ballpark." And here's what they said: "Roger, you're perfect. You're just a little too perfect. It's just a little too perfect." And yeah, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no. Raise the medium." raise the raise the bar if you think i'm too perfect it's just because maybe some of the other podcasters are not good and are not need to raise their bar and they were like yeah but there's some play in between here here's what you you kind of scripted out what you wanted to say and I, I was like yes i did well it's perfect they said but now can can you go in and can you do some with no script and I was like, of course I can. I just wrote a script because I knew I could deliver it perfectly <laughs> with no ego. I'm, I'm just Never. sharing this. No ego Never. at all. And, and um, this is what I do for a living. And they said, well, just go in and record a couple of them with no script. I went in and recorded them with no script. They were like, we love it. This is perfect. And I did the whole season, no script. Roger Love. So, Unscripted. So it's sort of adap adapting to the medium. Because I had never, this was, I'd never done a, uh, I'd never done my own podcast, and and I just figured, well, I could make it perfect, but actually, I had to make it a little less perfect. So, mm. so when I speak, I'm not actually trying to make it perfect all the time. Yeah. So that's there's a lesson in there. So you want me to translate what you're saying, <laughs> which is <laughs> stop. Uh, just trying to translate here because I don't think you talk. You're like. You, and I love that. It's like a, it's a California thing. I come from Chicago, but a lot of people in California, like there's, they, they'll kind of not tell me exactly what they're thinking. So you're saying don't script it so much, which I don't script. I don't even use the script at all, but no, I, I'm saying, I'm yes. saying you're terrific. And sometimes a, a, I also say that a prophet is never accepted in their own village. Mm. So if the people that are living in your house think, wow, you're 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 too fancy, or you're too well spoken, or you're too too much this or too much that. They they don't actually count that much. They don't count that much. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my wife on the phone. See how that goes over, Roger. You sell yeah. it that uh, way. We'll see how it no, goes. <laughs> notice that every prophet, every prophet in the Bible had to leave their hometown, go wandering out into the countryside to find followers. That is true. That's a point well taken. All right, let's see if we can't get to a couple more here before we. I uh, gotta let the man himself on his merry way. Uh, I don't want to get the order out of sorts here, but was it Molly or Ella that came on first? You guys tell me. I think, Molly, you came up first. So, Molly, if you got a question, fire away. Otherwise, we'll go to Ella. And um, and then, Canal, if you got a better reception, we can pop back over to you as well. Molly, you got anything, or uh, or should we go to Ella? Um, hi. Hey. Oh, my gosh. I'm just hopping on in full support. I absolutely adore Roger. I think what he does is incredible. I'm in a lot of his rooms watching him work his magic with people, and I'm just blown away <sighs> day after day. So, here for here for support just to to watch it all happen got it yeah no it's great having you here love having you in these rooms and hanging out with you so good 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 uh canal thank I know you, molly thank, thank you, you molly. molly exactly uh let well let's give canal an opportunity did you get to a better spot because i know you were there much earlier and you were not in the best spot hey there you are my friend yeah, how you doing better now? Uh, a little bit better it's a little loud where you are but fire away man because i know you wanted to be here in support of roger as well yeah roger i think what you said spot on as far as Ted is concerned because at Ted we're often like forced to 
stripped ourselves to a point where it almost paralyzes you sometimes. Right? So you have to find that balance of script versus nature, meaning your natural self. So I loved that point when I came into the room. You know, I love everything about what you do. You and I have, you know, we've met thanks to Terry, who I brought on stage just to thank for the extraordinary connect connection. But I think voice so powerful. And I'm so excited when you started this with voice first, right? The voice first economy is going to be something that I'm so excited to explore. Um, I just love way to grow in relationship with you, to support you. And of course, in turn, be supported by you more, probably more than I can support you. But I just think you truly embody a lot of the character traits that Clubhouse will be lucky. Uh, uh, have, you know, as part of our yeah. near future. Kunal, let me ask you this. You call it the voice first economy. Is it, and I know you play around in a lot of the tech space and whatnot. This has got to be just music to Roger's ears. And we're actually launching our audio, audio domination program uh, next week. Is that is that a thing? Are they calling that? Is that, a, just, is that a thing? The I voice first economy? You just now. came up with it. All right. So. <laughs> because of, uh, inspired by Roger, because he said voice first. So I just put economy after that because that's what i do i, I build Sweet. movements and systems so yeah i guess we're going to build the voice first economy roger what do you think uh, i love it and i i'm so excited to build it with you and terry and uh who i love as well and we're you know kunal you and i have become fast friends because i'm very good at listening to someone's voice and seeing right into their heart and you and you don't put any barriers between your heart and the sounds that come out of your mouth. So you're very easy to read. And my hope in being a voice coach has always been to teach everyone how to do that, to stop building a wall that somehow exists or a barrier that exists between how you really feel and then the sounds that come out of your mouth and how other people uh, appreciate you and understand you and get to know you. So, yeah. so I, I literally... I'm so excited about voice first and voice first economy because it exists and it also exists in a place where we and Terry can address this as well. And you can talk to this, too, that we that the word we is never more powerful than it is right now at this moment in time, though we build individuals. It is about creating a, the we generation that we are in right now, that we have to solve it together, not me. It's not about I, it's not about me. It's that we have to solve it together. But knowing that we all agree, disagree on so many things when we only use words, for us to get from me, I think this, me, I think this, to we, I feel this, we feel this together, we then can get together and, make, and move mountains. We can make change. We can create a better place to live in. We can save the world. But we can't, but I can't do it. Me can't do it. But the voice first goes also along with we first. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Love that. All right, let's do this. Got a few more minutes here. Thanks, Canal. And uh, want to make sure we give Luisa the opportunity to, to chime in here because yeah, I know you've been patiently waiting. Uh, Luisa, question for Roger Love. And, yes. and Ella. Yes, and yeah, so I think I, I gave I gave Ella the opportunity. She, I don't know if Ella's still there or not, but uh, oh, let's, you are the still there. Yep, I think she's there now. Yeah. Aha, there you are. Okay, but let's get to Louisa <laughs> first and then we'll pop, pop over to Ella. Perfect, thank you. Perfect. 
Thank you so much. So I saw you, Rogers, a few months ago at one of the other events. I think you coached Tony Robbins too at one point, or maybe you're still coaching him. So I didn't get to do your challenge. But one thing is I do hate my voice. Um, so it actually probably pro um, prohibits me from even speaking more on Clubhouse, uh, which is probably the problem of so many other people as well. And the other thing is I'm actually going through a lot of challenges in my life. So I think my self-esteem and confidence went down. So I'm speaking even less. Um, so I'd like to work on my voice. And I think it's going to help me with my confidence too. And I'm done speaking. Awesome. Louisa, thank you so much for being open and honest. That's the only way we get things done. That's the only way I can be a good coach. I always say I can't change anyone's voice unless, unless they allow me to also know, work with their physicality and also their mindset. So you're in this mindset right now of a little bit less confident than you should be. And that's affecting your voice. Of course that is. When you're sad, it shows in your voice. When, when we're happy, it shows in our voices. That's, that's a good thing. So, it, so, so here's the amazing thing to turn this around. Let's say you're dealing with lack of self-confidence. Okay. When you speak louder, your brain hears it and the brain says, wow, you're, you're very loud right now and, and you're stronger. And actually the brain says, you must be, you must be very confident about this, this thing you're saying now because you're louder. So what happens is when we change the way we sound, we actually hear the way we sound and it changes our own perception of ourselves and, it, and it's sort of like a circle of energy. So if, if it's the third night and I've been lecturing for three days straight on a seminar that I do, this seminar I do once a year called Voice of Success, and, I, and, it's, and it's Sunday in the middle of the day and I'm exhausted and it would be very easy for me to talk softer and with less energy. But when I have nothing to give, I speak louder and I add more melody and I move more with my body and I walk more around the stage and I wave my hands and I, I, I try to make the sounds of power and then my brain hears it and my brain says, well, you got a little bit of more energy than I thought, Roger. You should be tired, but you're not. And it feeds, I'm feeding myself by the sounds I make. So somebody who's lack of self-confident, when I teach them to, to go louder, to go have more melody, ascending melodies, when they keep hearing themselves do that, it actually changes their own mood and, like I said, their own perception of yourself. So say this for me, Louisa. I can be, I can be dealing with a lack of self-confidence. I can be dealing with a, a lack of self-confidence. But if I was louder and I had more melody. But if I was louder and I had more melody. Then nobody would know that I was dealing with that. Then nobody would know that I was dealing with that. They'd actually think I was quite happy and quite confident. They would think that I'm actually quite happy and quite confident. And then they would react to me with those perceptions. Then they would react to me with those perceptions. And I'd hear myself sounding the same way. And I would hear my sound sounding the same way. And they'd think, wow, you're special. Then they'd think, wow, you're special. And I'd think, well, they think I'm special. Then I think... <laughs> and I'd say, well, they think I'm special. Then I'll think I am special. Right. They'll think I'm special. And then I'll say, okay, maybe I'm special. <laughs> and then I'll say, okay, well, maybe I am special. So you, so you can't let your voice be the exact 
indicator of your mood if it's negative and if it's not working for you. So you change your voice and you let your voice change your mood. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? No, and it's true. Like my, I, I'm usually enthusiastic and like now I'm going through a divorce. So it's, I, I'm letting it weight me down and I do see it in my voice and the way I handle myself. So, so you're going to, so you're going to, I love it. I love it. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. But what I love about it is out of adversity comes strength. So you might as well start creating the voice now that is beyond the divorce. That is, yeah. that is creating amazing relationships with yourself that building self-confidence and then bringing that self-confidence when you're ready to get back into the dating pool and find the next person you might want to be with because you're so incredible. So you're going to need that voice anyways to, to build your life back. You might as well start. How about voice first is build the voice that's going to go along with the future life you want and then you and your voice walk towards the future and make it happen. I really like that. Thank you, Roger. Thank you. Alrighty. Well, let's do this because we only got a couple more minutes here. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Terry no matter what. We what are we going to Terry do? no matter what. Okay, fine. But, no, no. We can go to we if we got it. If we need to go to Ella or anybody Ella else, would be next. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just. I'm just saying. Yeah. Ella's great, and then I'm, I'm still right. gonna make room for Terry because because I want to hear his voice. Okay. Then there you go. So we go to Ella, and uh, and then we'll wrap with Terry. Please, Ella. What's going on? Steve, Steve, it's cool. I'm getting my hair done. It might be a little bit loud. So let's go to Terry. If there's time, I'll jump in. It's totally no, no, no. Cool. Fire away. Real quick. Real fast. We want to hear we you want while it. you're getting your hair done. Even better when your hair is um, getting done. It's it's even better. Um, okay. So actually, my question was around actually the jaw. So I get t- I got TMJ or get TMJ because I used to clench my jaw. And what I find is after a day or two of like running Zoom meetings, uh, my jaw will get really, really tight. And is there anything I can do to help prevent that? Yes. Here's the good news. I've worked with a zillion people that have TMJ, okay? It usually, even the people in the severest case of TMJ, the amount that you drop your jaw in speaking doesn't get anywhere near where the pain is. Isn't that true? Isn't that true with you as well? You, don't, you can drop your jaw way more than enough open before it gets involved in tension. Yes or no? Yes. So, so I, I think that, that it isn't the, I don't think it's the TMJ so much that is, that is making you sore there. I think actually maybe it's that squeaky hinge thing that you're doing that you have a lot of that (laughs) squeaky hinge and maybe that's making the muscles underneath your throat, maybe a little sore and in combination with the TMJ. But I, I, I think, here's, here's what you should do. You should be doing my exercises. So take the seven day challenge, start doing the exercises, and the, the exercises really move the jaw all around. And it shows you how to make sounds when you're supposed to drop your jaw and how to make sounds with your tongue and the shape of your lips when you don't have to. I know this is the last thing podcast magazine link at clubpod.club broke when we took down those affiliate links, period. You don't have to drop your jaw so much on all your words. Maybe you should have a little bit more lips forward position. Like if I purse my lips a little bit more forward, then my jaw doesn't drop as far. So practice speaking a little bit 
with a little tiny bit more forward motion of your lips instead of dropping your jaw so much and see if that works as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. There you go. Thanks, Ella. Hope you get a nice hair done, done, did done. Let's go to Terry. Terry, how you doing there, my friend? And uh, yeah, and then we're going to we're gonna wrap. So Terry, what's going on? I totally need to get my hair done, number one. You, you number totally two. need a little more bass in your voice is what you need, <laughs> yeah, first yeah, and foremost. Yeah, just, just two, a little I, more bass. I absolutely noticed that every time I enter a room, it closes down. So <laughs> I am for sale. If you need to shut down a room and you're the, man. House, you're the man, I'm your boy right <laughs> here. It just happens. So... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I noticed yeah. once again, Steve, you, you have no ceiling. You have no roof in your in your in your room. You blew it off here with Roger Love. I have listened to Roger Love a bunch, and every time I hear so many great new nuggets. Um, so two things. Number one, something you may not know about Roger Love. He's got a beautiful bio, works with a lot of great celebrities. But the thing that he does quietly for me and much of the world is he works the quiet voices. He helps those share voices that have no voice. He helps me with students, young students, for the first time presenting on stage from deep. These students are working deep in the Amazon. They're from Tunisia. They're from Uttar Pradesh. They're from Singapore. And he volunteers his time to help provide those stories that are so powerful and important to the world. It's their first foray into doing social good. And so for that, I just want to publicly thank Roger because it doesn't show up in his bio. It shows up in his heart. And that's the kind of guy he is. That's mm. number one. So kudos and thank you. Wow. Um, so much buddy, love. Yeah, total, man. It's the love house. And Canal is here. Hello. Um, too should, much love in this room right now. Yeah, we should all be getting our hair done right now with LA. That's, <laughs> that's all there is to it. Um, hey, it's, come uh, hang out. Come hang out. Exactly. <laughs> right. All right. So you're the showstopper. <laughs> the showstopper himself. I, I've got a proposition. There's about 133 people in the room. It's April 9th, 2024. Please, we have enough smart people in the room. Please tell me it's April 8th. Nope. April 9th. Damn it. 2024. Damn it. You just stepped in one day and three years into the future. Got it. Time got capsule. It. Okay. Cool. We have got smart people in the room. We are here for some reason, somehow, some way. We were manifested to be in this place, this time, right now with Roger Love. What is occurring on April 9th, 2024, Roger and Steve? What did we manifest together? What future did we create? And then let's go do it. I'm in all of yeah, I think that's a question for you, Roger. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride your coattails on that one. We, we manifested that in the next year we are going to help at least a million people, if not more, to find the the voice of the voiceless, to to make everyone on the planet realize that their voice matters, and that the sounds that come out of their mouths matter because those are the feelings in people's hearts. And, and, and we have all kinds of projects that we're going to be doing in different entertainment spaces that are going to be happening as well. But at the core of, of the success of those entertainment products and projects that we're working on that are all very exciting is the ability to say, how can we use voice to make the world a better place? one voice at a time that come together and change the world. Uh, the poet Amanda Gorman has a new book 
and it's called it's already a bestseller i i i I read some of it today and it was change sings and and it was the idea that if we could all sing together we could all agree on the way we feel and then we could make change in the world and i say the opportunity exists for us and we're going to make it happen that speaking and your voice creates change the bible says God, it says, God said, let there be light. So Terry and Kunal and a handful of other people that we're gathering right now have said, let there be a better world and let it begin with voices. Amen. 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 All right, my friends. Yeah, so good. So good. So good. Roger Love, it's awesome having you here. Really appreciate all of your time hanging out with us here in Club Pod. And, uh, and, and if you missed any of this, we are releasing this uh, as a full episode of Reinvention Radio, which is my podcast. So make sure you check that out. Let's make it official and let me end it here. And then we'll continue for one more second in Clubhouse. But let's make it official. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 